Namaste hello and welcome You're listening to Stories of India Retold and I am your storyteller Nivi with stories from India I hope you had a great start to the new calendar year I'm looking forward to sharing with you more stories this year Today's story is from the Jatugriha Daha Pharva and the main story relates to the name of the pharva which means burning of the lack house This is an important event in the story of the Mahabharata because this is really when the Pandavas got clarity about their precarious position in the royal family and this is when they realized the lens Duryodhana would go to get what he wanted. After Pandu and Madri's deaths, Kunti and her sons the Pandavas moved to Hastinapura. When the mourning period was over and appropriate rituals had been completed, Veda Vyasa Krishnadvaipayana had a discussion with his mother Satyavati. Veda Vyasa predicted that the Kuru family would be destroyed in a most dramatic fashion. He suggested that it was best for Satyavati to leave the palace so she would not have to bear the pain of watching her family being destroyed. As a result, Satyavati, along with her two daughter-in-laws Ambika and Ambalika, decided to leave the palace and lived in the forest till the time of their deaths. The Pandavas and Kunti lived in Hastinapura under the care of Bhishma. There, the Pandavas met their relatives for the first time. Even from a young age, it became very apparent to everyone that the Pandava brothers were more talented than the Kaurava brothers. This bred resentment amongst the Kauravas, especially so in Duryodhana. Duryodhana hated Bhimasena the most since amongst the Pandavas, the second-born Bhimasena was undeniably stronger and faster and regularly defeated all his cousins whether they were roughhousing with each other or practicing during their martial arts training or simply playing. Additionally, even in his young age, Duryodhana knew he wanted to claim the throne and the Pandavas posed a threat in this regard. Consumed with jealousy and greed, Duryodhana hatched plans to kill both Bhimasena and the oldest among the cousins, Yudhishthira. Oftentimes, he would enlist the help of Karna and Shakuni, who would readily do Duryodhana's bidding. There were many failed but dangerous attempts to kill Bhima. Once Duryodhana tied up a sleeping Bhima and tried to drown him, but fortunately Bhima woke up in time to save himself and got out of the water. In another incident, Duryodhana released numerous poisonous snakes and made them bite Bhima when he was asleep. But the snakes were unable to puncture Bhima's tough skin. When Bhima woke up and found the snakes on his body, he killed them all. As these seeming accidents kept occurring pretty regularly, the Pandava brothers began to suspect what was happening. Their suspicions were further confirmed when Vidura warned them and asked them to always be alert and careful. The attacks continued to take place and the Pandava brothers were super careful. but they didn't have to worry too much because bhima was a tremendously strong person and it was almost impossible to kill him one time duryodhana mixed kalakuta poison to bhima's food bhima ate the food 
but astonishingly the deadly poisonous kalakuta had no effect on him fun fact the poison kalakuta is mentioned in many ancient texts including the mahabharata puranas and arthashastra It is featured in the churning of the ocean story where it is said that before the much coveted ambrosia was extracted kalakuta which is a lethal poison with world ending abilities spilled out because of the churning and the world was saved only when lord shiva drank it which resulted in his blue neck because of which he is called neelakanta or blue necked however there is no proper description about what exactly it was except that it was extremely poisonous fast acting and had no antidote present day scholars think that there is evidence to believe that kalakuta poison is a neurotoxin derived from the seeds of the kanjiram tree which grows in regions of sri lanka and kerala and that was the poison that was used in this attempt to kill bhima Bhima was so strong that he was immune to this virulent poison. As you can tell, he was hard to kill, much to the frustration of Duryodhana and his partners in crime. Adding to Duryodhana's frustrations, the public opinion was also skewed in favor of Yudhishthira. The people of Hastinapura generally felt that since Pandu was their king, the kingdom should go to his sons. who were all very capable and would surely make good administrators yudhishthira was especially popular because of his wisdom and truthful nature when echoes of the pro pandava sentiments reached duryodhana he decided that something had to be done before the voices of the people got louder and they forced the royal family to crown yudhishthira as king Duryodhana reported to Dhritarashtra about what the people of Hastinapura were plotting. He argued that Dhritarashtra was the true heir but was denied his rightful legacy because of his disability and if they do nothing to remedy it their family will be denied their rights one more time and they will all be left destitute. It does not matter what the people of Hastinapura think. We need to quickly find a way to keep what is rightfully ours so that it can't be taken away from us and our family can continue to prosper Duryodhana said Dhritarashtra considered Duryodhana's words carefully He was not entirely opposed to Duryodhana's plans but was concerned about the public's reaction if they ousted the Pandavas Dhritarashtra said Pandu was good to everybody including me He never cared for material goods and made sure to share his wealth and treat everyone well beat our allies relatives or the soldiers or the common people and even to this day he is loved and respected for that reason if as you suggest we exile pandu's family do you think the people will let us live but we will be smart about it duryodhana argued We have allies too and we can always make sure of their loyalty by luring them with more wealth same with the advisors we have access to the treasury and can strengthen our position by enticing them with more wealth let's come up with an excuse to send the pandavas and their mother to varanavata for a short period and when i am instated as king we can allow them to come back dhritarashtra was still not 100% convinced not because he didn't want what duryodhana was promising but because he was worried about being punished in the future for their actions 
I want what you want, son. I hesitate because I know that Bhishma, Vidura and your preceptors Drona and Kripa will side with Dharma and sending them on exile would be wrong. Do you think they will allow it? Don't you think we will be punished for plotting such an evil plan? Duryodhana brushed off his father's concerns. Pah, no need to worry about such things. They will all be on our side. Look, Ashwatthama is an ally and his father Drona will be on his son's side. Similarly, Kripa will be on the side of his brother-in-law Drona. As for Bhishma, you know he will never show favoritism. We will be fine. Let us send them to the city of Varanavata as soon as possible. Soon, a campaign to quietly send the Pandavas into exile began. The Kauravas courted as many advisors and ministers as they could and plied them with wealth and favours. Then, Dhritarashtra asked them to promote and sing praises of the Shiva festival that took place in the city of Varanavata. He waited till the word of the festival reached the Pandava brothers and they began to express their wish to visit the grand festival. When the time was right, he encouraged the brothers to go to the festival. You should all go, he suggested. The festival is grand and the city is beautiful. Take a team of attendants and guards with you and have a good time. Yudhisthira was a smart young man. He knew Dhritarashtra was not simply suggesting it, but he wanted them to leave. And because they didn't have many allies to back them up, he agreed to do as Yudhisthira wished. Meanwhile, Duryodhana continued to plot against his cousins. There was an advisor by the name Purochana who was extremely loyal to Duryodhana. Duryodhana swore Purochana to secrecy and handed him an important task to kill his enemies, the Pandavas. This was the plan. Purochana was to go to Varanavata immediately and build a grand and beautiful house for the Pandavas just outside the city near an armory where weapons were stored. But most importantly, the house was to be built with materials like hemp, resin, plastered with clay mixed with ghee and other oils and lac. They were to be furnished with as many wood-based furnishings as possible, all highly flammable materials. Purochana was to then go to the Pandavas and talk them into living in the house. When they lived there for some time and were comfortable in the space, Purochana would then set the house on fire and the Pandavas would burn and die immediately. No one would suspect a thing, and it would be considered a terrible tragedy. Yudhisthira, along with his mother Kunti and brothers Bhimasena, Arjuna, Nakula and Sahadeva, got ready to go on a trip to Varanavata after they took the blessings of their preceptors Bhishma, Vidura and other elders of the family. The people of Hastinapura weren't fooled as the Kauravas had hoped. When word of the Pandavas' move to Varanavata reached them, they correctly deduced that the trip was a ruse orchestrated by Dhritarashtra and others to oust Pandavas and steal the kingdom from them. The citizens were disappointed with Dhritarashtra and his sons, and also with Bhishma for letting such atrocities happen right under his nose. 
they decided that they would follow their true and just king rather than be ruled by the Kauravas who were greedy and did not care about dharma. When the people came to Yudhishthira with their decision, he calmed them down and told them that their king was Dhritarashtra and he should be obeyed. He thanked them for their well wishes and with the promise to ask them for help when needed, he told them to return home. As the Pandavas were about to leave, Vidura came to them and asked to speak with Yudhishthira. To make sure no one else understood him, Vidura spoke to him in riddles. Vidura said, He who knows and understands that there are sharp weapons capable of cutting the body, though not made of steel, can never be injured by force. He lives who protects himself by the knowledge that neither the consumer of straw and wood nor the dryer of the dew burns the inmates of a hole in the deep woods. The blind man who cannot see his way has no knowledge of direction. Remembering this, be upon your guard. The man who takes a weapon not made of steel given him by his foes can escape from fire by making his abode like unto that of a jackal which has many outlets. By wandering, a man may acquire the knowledge of ways, and by the stars he can ascertain the direction. And he that keeps his five senses under control can never be oppressed by his enemies. Yudhisthira nodded his head in understanding and replied, I understand. When everyone had left and the Pandavas were on their own, Kunti asked him what Vidura told him. Yudhishthira revealed that Vidura told him that the house assigned to them in Varanavata was built of inflammable materials. He said that the path of escape too will be known to them. Those that can control their senses can acquire the sovereignty of the whole world. The Pandavas were welcomed to the city of Varanavata with a lot of pomp. People milled around them to greet and meet them. The brothers visited the houses of many people from all castes and enjoyed the warm welcome they received everywhere. Afterwards, Purochana came to receive them and acted like a guide, taking them around the city. He took them to a house where they lived comfortably for the next ten nights, after which he took them to another house which he claimed was better suited for them. Whilst inspecting the house, Yudhishthira noticed that the house was built with highly inflammable materials and realized that this house was what Vidura had warned him about. Yudhishthira shared this information with his brothers and as per his suggestions, they all agreed to stay at the house and to pretend not to know what was going on in order to buy themselves time to come up with a plan to save themselves. They knew the Kauravas wanted them dead and would find a way to achieve that. The Pandavas had no allies nor the finances to fight the Kauravas, so they needed to come up with a plan to figure things out. To aid the Pandavas in their race to stay alive, Vidura sent to them a Kanaka, a man who was a professional miner or a digger. The Kanaka was loyal to Vidura and to the Pandavas. With his help, they built a deep tunnel with a narrow opening in the center of the house. 
In order to avoid Purochana's suspicions, they covered the opening with wooden planks and pretended to be trusting and carefree. However, they were living on pins and needles, always wondering when Purochana would strike. They were always on guard and even slept in the hole in the tunnel. They had no peace of mind and were very unhappy. A whole year passed in this way. Purochana suspected nothing and was confident in his plans to kill the Pandavas. Yudhishthira decided that they had waited long enough and it was time for them to act. The Pandavas planned to escape after setting fire to the house themselves while making sure Purochana also burned in the fire and to possibly leave six other bodies to trick people into believing that they were all dead as well. On the night when the Pandavas had planned their escape, they had also arranged for a feast where Kunti presented the Brahmins with arms. The feast was a little bit of a party. Alcohol and women were also involved. Afterwards, the brothers returned to the lakh house. In what could only be considered as an extraordinary coincidence, also known in Sanskrit as Kakatalia, before the brothers returned to the house, there was a family belonging to the hunter tribe consisting of a mother and her five sons who were travelling through the area. They too had taken part in the festivities and had had a little too much to drink. They were exhausted and drunk and they stopped at the lakh house to sleep and rest for a while. The Pandavas were not aware that anyone other than Purochana was in the house. In the dead of the stormy night, Bhimasena torched the front door of the house on fire. Like it was designed to, the house swiftly caught on fire and just as swiftly the flames spread through the entire house killing everyone in it. The Pandavas didn't stay back to see if Purochana was dead. If they wanted to make the people believe that they were dead, they had to flee the scene as soon as possible and disappear completely. Using the tunnel, they slipped out of the house and into the forest. They needed to get away from the area as quickly as they could. But they were sluggish as they had been deprived of sleep and rest for a long time. Bhimasena, the son of the wind god, had supreme strength. He picked up his family, his mother on his shoulder, the twins Nakula and Sahadeva on his hips, and Yudhishthira and Arjuna on his arms, and ran deeper into the forest like the wind, stopping for nothing, crashing through trees and stones that was in their way. The Pandavas were right to hurry as they did, for when the people of Varanavata saw the raging fire, they all rushed to the house and watched in dismay as the house burned. Next morning, when things had calmed down, they searched and found seven unrecognizable bodies, one of Purochana and six of the hunter woman and her sons, which the people assumed was Kunti and the five Pandava brothers. When they investigated the house further, they realized that the house was built of lac and other inflammable materials and they deduced that this must have been a plot by the Kauravas to kill the Pandavas. With heavy hearts, they informed the royal family what had happened. Dhritarashtra was saddened by the Pandavas' death. He ordered that the bodies be treated properly and all proper rituals be conducted. As for the Pandavas, while the rest of the world mourned their deaths, they escaped 
following the stars to find their way, living in the forest in disguise, resting when they could, constantly on the move, focusing on staying alive and figuring out how they would deal with the Kauravas. That was the story of the Pandava and Kaurava brothers' rivalry and how Duryodhana planned to get rid of the Pandavas by burning of the Lakh house. That is all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can email me your questions at storiesofindiaretold at gmail.com. My Instagram is storiesofindiaretold. If you have enjoyed the stories here on this podcast, please consider sharing it with your friends and family. As always, find the links for the podcast in the show notes. I hope to see you here next time. Dhanyavada. Thank you.